you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on Buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to Fingers on Buzzers and it's a special. We're special today, Jenny. We are very special. We're special every day. We are special, but today we're specially talking about kids, kids quizzing. Quiz kids, that's what it is. It is. Um, So when you were a kid, Mm. Jen which was a couple of years after me. <laughs> uh, my my big quizzes when I was on when I was a kid were uh, Ask the Family yeah. and Screen Test. Those were the things that really made me love quizzing. What was your era of kids' quizzes? For kids' quizzes, um, the, the one that really hit home for me was one called The Movie Game. Oh. Which... Mark Curry? No. No. Okay. No. Um, Schofield. Oh, yeah, nice. And also John Barrowman. Oh, in yes. in the latter days, presented it before he was, you know, the nation's sweetheart yes. of uh, of Doctor Who fame, etc. What was the format of that one then? Um, it was basically just questions about the movies. Nice. And um, did they show clips? They showed clips, and there was there was all sorts of acting out bits, and oh. you know, sing along bits. It it was the the usual sort of chaotic, planned chaos that you get mm-hmm. with a with a, a, any kids live yes. live record entertainment show and was it all kids was it a studio thing with kids yeah in the audience kids were kids? kids were in the audience and the contestants were kids as well yeah it was i, I have i have strong 
uh, fond memories of it, but not very specific ones. I just knew that I desperately wanted to go on to it. Yeah, and you never got the chance. Never got the chance. No, well, I never got the chance. Well, ask the family... I thought we might have a shot because me and my dad both... Like, mm. I may have mentioned this before. Yeah. My dad used to quiz me at, at dinner in order to win pudding. <laughs> and um, so I was like, oh, my dad will be up for this. It'll be great. But my mum and my sister could not have been more discouraging. They were <laughs> basically like the, over our dead bodies. Yeah. Will you get us on? Uh, so, yeah, it's funny because I am the quizzer and my dad was the quizzer, but it, it did not pass down from my mum and my sister. No. And, uh, yeah, I've got one who's a quizzer and one who's not in, in my family as well with my two kids. Mm. But, um, yeah, I loved Ask the Family. But it was Ask the Family and Screen Test, actually, were sort of quite formal in a way that... It, I, what I love about kids' TV back in the day was it was all presented by old people and no-one was really meant to enjoy themselves. It was just... <laughs> Stop was, having fun. It's educational, for goodness sake. Because even, like, a screen test, if you... Now, screen test, if you have never seen it... Do you remember screen test? Um, have you ever? I, don't, I don't recall Obviously, it. you don't remember. No. Obviously, no. you don't. But, um, you, I know of it. Do, do... If I, I haven't actually looked up whether you can find clips, but I shall... Um, because they did the thing where they would show films from the Children's Film Foundation, mm-hmm. which nobody ever saw a Children's Film Foundation film, <laughs> but they did clips of them, <laughs> normally featuring Melvin Hayes, I think, but there were clips from it, a Children's Film Foundation film. And I I wonder if they ever actually were released anywhere or if they were just <laughs> existed to give screen tests. Show. <laughs> but the other really great thing about screen tests was that um, people sent in their own films and kids made films, and oh. I think that was the most inspiring, brilliant thing inspiring about it. Inspiring creativity. It was, and it That's was a great. really, yeah. And it, 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 I, I liked the fact that it treated children seriously. In a way, the same as Ask the Family. You sort of felt like you weren't expected to be wacky or, mm. you know, you were just expected to be bright and clever and knowledgeable and well-read. And I, I sort of like that, because in a way, I think ever since then, it's been more about... Yeah, by, oh, by, hey the, time it, by the time it's come around to, to my my generation, yes. shall we say, um it's it's about chaos it's about gunge it's about how fast can you get around this course how many you know how many parents can you humiliate um (laughs) that sort of stuff i mean stuff like funhouse and finders keepers were absolutely wonderful but it was it was all it was all about making a huge mess yeah and not about serious quiz matters at all which is probably why i i I enjoyed watching them but they 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 weren't my favorites because i liked watching a I, I tended to put on a, a grown-ups quiz show, you know, fifteen to one in the afternoon. Well, that's it. You see, I used to watch Mastermind with my dad, and that was the one that I was like, "Well, that's what I want to do. I yeah. don't want to, you know, I don't want to be somewhere being gunged or, you know. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed Tiswas, but I didn't want to be there. You know, I wanted to be, wanted to be facing Magnus Magnuson. Yeah. Which sadly, I never got the chance. It was John Humphreys by the time I did mm. it. But you know, the other kind of with with kids quizzing. Uh, the ones that are sort of more uh, physical, the the one that I remember from my childhood was Run Around. Oh, yeah. With Mike Reed, not Pop Quiz Mike Reed, the other Mike Reed. Yes. Cockney, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really do it, but yeah. All right, princess. These are our best Treat Mike all. Reed impressions, everyone. Uh, <laughs> you donuts. I'm a bit racist when I do my comedy, but hello. No, see, you can't say the other Mike Reed without that, that moment. I hope everybody has ingrained in their memories in the same horrible way it is on mine because I don't want to suffer alone. Mm, when he uh, he turned up to seduce Pat 
and he was uh, he was wearing only a novelty revolving bow tie. Oh gosh! Yeah, and and a, and a large grin. Oh, you know, if we'd known that when we were watching Run Around, it would have been, <laughs> would have been very different. Um, I need also listeners listeners help on this. Um, I think I have invented a quiz show for kids in my mind. <laughs> Um, but I'm sure Gary Crowley did a show called Pop Around, which was so. If yes. you don't remember Run Around, Run Around was where Spin you off had from yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, because Run Around was a brilliant format. And again, yeah. it's something I really think should be brought back because it was they'd Mike Reed would say his question. And by the way, do look up on YouTube because Mike Reed's banter on. Um, uh, on run around is so awkward <laughs> and he's clear like, who's put me with these children it does look like he's sort of a <sighs> Get little on with bit it. hungover he's yeah. been doing you know he's been doing a gig at the lakeside thoric the night before but didn't they do like six shows a day or something yeah, like that and imagine being with children <laughs> endless, screaming and running endless around. classes of children but yeah and it was i mean basically the format was just he'd give a question and then there'd be three answers and the kids would run around and try and stand on the right answer yeah. that was pretty much it wasn't it um, but yeah, Gary Crowley's pop around the spin-off. Yeah. I'm glad. So you, you think that exists? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that exists. Good, because I've sure been googling it and I cannot find that was hide nor hair. So if anyone out there has any footage, if you've got any tape, any videotape there, yeah, mouldering away. There are there it. are quite a few of those quiz shows that are almost lost mists of time mm. and and memory, yeah. and soon they will all be gone because our I, memories will be gone. I loved. Um, pop around particularly because i loved the pop music yes i loved a little uh, quiz about pop i mean often as well kids quiz shows can be quite niche yeah um there's uh, one at the moment horrible history's gory games mm. which is a big hit in our house yes and uh yeah everybody loves i mean everybody loves horrible histories and i think that's a really smart idea because the thing about horrible histories is when kids watch it they want to show how much they know and so Gory Games kind of gives them the opportunity mm. to go, oh, yes, I have been listening. I have been paying attention to my history. And I think it's lovely to give kids the opportunity to show off. Yeah. I, I, I do get off, asked quite frequently if there's going to be a junior version of the chase, mm. but then we'd have to find a junior chaser. Ooh. You know, how old would they be? You know, it's it's quite yes. tricky because if there is a get an age gap between the contestants, then... <laughs> I just yeah. love the idea of you making children cry just to Jenny there being mean to... Yeah, you will not go to Disneyland. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> I know, I mean, it, it's always, to me, very sweet when you watch children on quiz shows because they are much worse than adults at disguising their <laughs> disappointment when they get something wrong or their hatred of the other contestants yes. as well the, the amount of side eye and shade <laughs> that is thrown on because uh, there's lots of game shows on CBBC or no CBBC the little ones so there's uh, one there's oh what's it called it's pirate themed hey swashbuckle I've got, to, I've got to sing the theme yeah. tune <laughs> yeah I've got to do the swashbuckle tune yeah. Um, and it's just very funny because they like often look really, really fed up with their teammates for <laughs> not scrambling through the cargo nets or, you know. No it, fake smiles there. Nope. No, no. And they really want to win. And, you know, because I feel like I, I loved quizzing when I was a kid because it was my sport you know like there was no sport I could do mm. I was tiny runty weak and uh, <laughs> you know the only thing I was ever any good at was general knowledge and and so it, yeah, it just felt amazing when we won the top of the form competition in Roundshaw Library 
1980, whatever it was, um, then it was one of the proudest, proudest days of my life. In fact, if my quiz team mates are listening, um, I've got the clipping at home. I might have to bring it. I think Maureen McGrath, she was on the team, Ben Johns, and it might have been Andrew McElwee, I'm not sure, but I'll find out and then we'll do a social Let's media find shout them. out. Let's find, find them. But, uh, but yeah, that was for me. It was like, you know, winning the football cup or whatever you want. Yes, that well-known trophy, the football cup. It was like winning the football cup. <laughs> it really was. What was your first ever quiz? Um, my first ever sort of competitive quiz um, would have been a school, a school quiz. But before I remember taking part in a quiz, I did, I wrote a charity quiz competition for at my primary school and it would have been about nine. So the kids had to come in and, and sit and answer questions and they all looked absolutely bemused <laughs> by it. I was like, well, there's a prize for the winner. It's a pack of biscuits or something like that. Just, this no, it's an Easter egg. It was oh, an Easter quiz. Oh, um, and it was, and it, and I, I thought I've written the easiest questions possible because, mm. you know, you've got to, mm. you know, can't overestimate what people know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I very much overestimated how different <laughs> my general knowledge was to to those of the other eight and nine year olds at yeah. my school. But and that's that's just my family background, though. Yeah, and then they don't always appreciate being uh, shown up, do no. they? In that way? Well, it was it, we did it in a private kind of so you, you had to come into the library and then I would fire questions at you oh. and keep score. Um, Gosh, like a chaser! This is incredible. You see, it goes all the way back. Well, I I am looking forward to continuing to watch quizzes with my children. In fact, now um, Susan Cowman hosts a really good one, which is called Top of the Class. Top of Class, yeah. That's on CBBC, and I think it's a good sign because it. I mean, it's still fun. But it's proper quizzing. Yes, yeah. It's, it's not. It's not a game show disguised as a no. quiz. It's a quiz show. It's like a sort of yeah. top of the form proper quiz show. And that yeah. is. Can I just say more of that? Yes, please. More series of that and more of those sort of similar things. There is a bit where you get to embarrass your teacher, which is always brilliant because the teacher has to come on and answer questions about pop culture, and most of them are absolutely <laughs> woeful. And then you get the ones who've obviously really swatted up, and they're like little mix, um, Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They just answer Fortnite for everything because yeah. they're like it'll come up. It'll come it will. Up. But um, but yeah, more more kids quizzing. We are joined by Lisa Herman, who was a contestant on one of the classic kids game shows the of all time. The one I wanted to be on, the the show I would have loved to be on. Lisa, when, Ask are you prepared family. to tell us when you were on Ask the Family? 1981, when I was 16. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly when I wanted to be on it as well. And what was your family grouping? Who did you... Were you the one who wanted to do it, or was it someone else's idea? It was me. I love quiz shows, and we had an advert at school about it, and my headmistress said, I'd love to see a Kendrick family on this at my school. And I thought, right, I'm going to go for it. I'm going... um, And my dad's comment was, yes, fine, as long as you pay for the stamp. (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> that didn't take much persuading that's then. such that's a good. dad thing isn't it that's just the dad yeah. is it going to cost me anything that's the first question a dad always asks about anything um, that, so that's right but he was so he was happy to do it and who yeah. else did you have in the family my, my brother who's two years younger than me who enjoyed the whole thing but was vaguely embarrassed afterwards because he didn't think it was particularly cool mm. and then my mum who sat there absolutely scared stiff for the first um, session, really only 
first programme, only really was there driving the car and then answered one question, which was great because we won by half a question. Yay! Good mum, good old mum. She earned her Absolutely. place. Absolutely, yeah. we did much, much better later on once she got more confident. Oh, so how? So, talk us through your journey on it. So you you sent off that stamp that you paid for yourself, <laughs> and then uh, how did you get selected to actually be on the show? Right, they um, sent us an invitation for an audition, which was I think in the September. The audition was against another family, and we knew that we'd one beaten the other family, but we didn't know how much you had to do to actually get on the show, whether mm. we'd done enough. But I think we, you know, just put it to the back of our minds, thinking it, it's extremely unlikely we'd be picked and forgot all about it. And then in December, my mum got a phone call saying they'd like to have us on the show. Oh, and whereabouts did they record it? Shepherd's Bush. We got totally and utterly lost the first recording. <laughs> we spent... My mum spent hours driving through London and we arrived... Did you go around that Shepherd's Bush roundabout quite a few times? Yeah, it's a bit bemusing around there. I've really done that myself. First intelligence test fail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, practicality and and general knowledge don't always go together. (laughs) (laughs) And what was Robert Robinson like? Very avuncular. He was lovely. He was jokey and friendly and, yeah... And who? So who were you up against? Do you remember the first family that you faced? Yes, they were called the Olivers, and they were from Parkstone in Paul. Um, couple with two boys who I think were slightly younger than my brother and myself. And we were half halfway through. We were quite a long way behind. They had a rule where if you buzzed in and it was wrong, then you were penal- or buzzed in and didn't get the answer say the answer straight away you were penalized mm-hmm. by being deducted 10 points and the other team getting it and we lost 30 points because my brother <laughs> stuttered over something and oh. we at that point we were miles behind and then everything seemed to pick up and it got to the last question we were five ahead and um the other team buzzed and they were wrong and couldn't believe it that we'd actually managed to catch up a thrilling comeback then. A, a it was. Um, that was that was the tightest of the, by far the tightest of the four matches. Amazing. Ironically, so four matches. So you <clears throat> you went the distance, didn't you? So yes, we won won four times. Amazing. So was there? So did that? Was it you won four times and then you had to stop, or was it you yes, got to that the final? Yes, it was a tor- It was a tournament with sixteen oh. teams, and we uh, were the winning team. Oh, so nice! The winning family. Got, you used to get asked what you wanted to choose for a prize and we decided we'd have some hi-fi equipment which oh back in the day 400 pounds which i suppose was a lot more money then but it doesn't really compare with winning a million or anything does it well no but i mean very impressive and your so your brother was worried about not being cool did he get any ribbing for it or were people (laughs) impressed by your family's smarts i think people were impressed people thought I was a geek beforehand and thought I was a geek afterwards. <laughs> um, funnily enough, I think our episode is used for me just studies. So we got comments like, on it like comparing with a not nine o'clock news sketch and everything and 
yes. commenting that probably by now I'm I'm a crystal meth dealer and my brother's <laughs> living in a commune or oh something. Which, which, I, which my response, this is on YouTube, my response was, you're very, very close. And they took it off and so decided it was a spam comment. <laughs> yes, um, there, were, there was a, a, fair bit of, a fair bit of ribbing, but I think it... Having been been part of something like that gave me a lot of confidence, and it did. Um, it was a lot of fun. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, my name's Jonathan Warshower. I appeared on BBC Crackerjack in Jets Away, which was part of their Crackerjack programme, uh, which was a quiz when I was 12 years old in 1968. The, the premise of the quiz was, was basically um, the winners of an earlier competition in, in, in the programme went on to the quiz, uh, which was called Jets Away, which was designed uh, along the lines of worldwide travel. Um, with stops along the way around the world and the more questions you got the further around the globe you got. The presenter of Crackerjack at that time was was Michael Aspel. Um, he was after Leslie Crowther and uh, I think before Ed Stewart. The day was quite an interesting day. Uh, I think if I remember rightly it was a normal school day. I think it was recorded on the Thursday for broadcast on the Friday. It was uh, recorded at what had been the, um, the Hippodrome in Golders Green. Well, I felt a little bit nervous. There was um, the format of the show itself was all about entertainment, and they had a pop group of the day. Uh, in in my case, it was a group called Vanity Fair, singing their hit at the time. And at the end of the, the end of the program was a finale that encompassed sort of the the cast of the show, basically singing a medley of of pop hits of the day loosely based around a, a very tenuous story. I'm a quizzer these days, and it's a curious thing about being a quizzer is that you always remember the ones you, you couldn't get and not the ones you did. So I don't remember any of the questions other than, in fact, three questions that I was asked that I didn't have the faintest idea on at the time. One of which was, uh, what was the name of the Royal Yacht? Which I, I took a stab at and said, 
Princess Anne. Another one of which was what do the Americans call a sidewalk? Again, I took a stab at and said an alleyway. Um, and, and the other one was uh, in which city would you find Bondi Beach? Again, I had no idea. I was 12 years old at the time. I'd never heard of Bondi Beach. The prizes they had were obviously, uh, being Crackerjack, there was always a Crackerjack pencil, which to my surprise when I got it turned out to be a fairly dull looking black revolving pencil with, with BBC Crackerjack embossed along the side of it in gold. I was expecting an ordinary type pencil, but nonetheless. Other prizes included a, uh, a bag of quality streets or a box of quality streets and and a jets away bag which was a flight bag which as i recall i think had bbc crackerjack on one side i think and and um to my surprise i think it was boac on the other side which at the time was forerunner of before boac and bea joined forces to become british airways and i was quite surprised at the time be, be, being a bbc program that they had anything that resembled advertising or promotion so since then, I've been on a couple of programmes on the telly. I've done a 15 to 1 sometime in the late 90s, I think, and also a programme called One to Win, which uh, is more of a, or was, more of a domestic version of Going for Gold. In fact, it was identical. And that, unfortunately, they obviously cancelled the, uh, the commission, and that got shown at 5.30 one morning and, and never repeated to the best of my knowledge. Uh, other than that, since then, I've been lucky enough to join the Quiz League of London, so I'm still quizzing, and quizzing with quite a few various eggheads and, and chasers and so forth, and, and enjoying that. We have a new weekly feature. The listeners have spoken. They've decided we need some competition, some healthy competition nice, between yep. Lucy and myself. Mm-hmm. I'm so very up it's for that. time for the quiz of the week. Quiz of the week from a listener, and this week it's Simon Maunder. Oh, who, Simon! Hello, Simon. Who appropriately has sent in a quiz all about children's television. Oh, children's TV. Um, I mean, given the mild discrepancy in our age, like I'm saying, it's just a couple of years between Jenny yep. and I. It's not that much. Basically, we're practically the same age, uh, but we may cover different eras. Yes. So this could be, you know, kind of quite nice and sweet where we go, oh, that's your era. Oh. Or we could absolutely go for it and be yeah. incredibly competitive. I'm going to take you down. <laughs> um, and we've got buzzers. Yes. I say well, buzzers. buzzers. Things oh. I found in my cupboard. <laughs> so uh, Jenny... Your special cupboard. Jenny's on tambourine. <laughs> there you go. And I'm on... Ah. I'm so sorry if that just that might have given you a shot. A duck, People duck listening call. to that on the commute on the way in. Thank God for that. That's blown away all the cobwebs. I'm awake now. I don't even know. This is my husband. I don't know why he's got a duck call. What's he? What's he trying to attract ducks for? And what's he doing with them? I shall ask all these things when I get home. But anyway, that's me. So in order to quiz us, our lovely producer, Amanda. Hello. Oh, the silken voice of Amanda Redmond. Hello. There she is. <laughs> she is going to do the quizzing. Mm. Are you ready, Amanda? I am ready. Are you two ready? I am ready. Jenny, okay. are you ready? I'm ready. We're all ready. Okay, so fingers on buzzers. In Grange Hill, which actor played the part of Suzanne Ross from 1981 to 1984? <laughs> Lucy. Was it Susan Tully? It, it was, was indeed Susan no, Tully. I, I thought it was a trick name. question with the... Uh, one point. <sighs> 
Question number two. Which chaotic children's TV programme ran from 1955 until 1984, excluding 1971, and has an exclamation mark included in the title? Ah. Lucy. Crackerjack. Crackerjack. Oh, they're always well done. Ear, so, yeah, this is definitely the Oreo. Jenny, you need to get the next question. So, <laughs> <laughs> No pressure. So, here we go. Question number three. In 1992, a shortage of which toy on the run-up to Christmas resulted... Jenny? Tracy Island. And it oh, is Tracy nice. Island. Nice. Well I'm done, yes. Turner, my era. Blue yeah. Peter had to demonstrate how to make a homemade version because there was none left in the shop. So. <laughs> was it Anthea? It was Anthea. Anthea it was made it, it. Oh, yeah. Lovely yeah. Anthea. Yeah, right, so Jenny, you are back in the game. All right. Come on. Question number four. Mm. Who lives on Mossy Bottom Farm? It, oh! Jenny. Gummidge. Incorrect. Oh, I'm going to throw it across to Lucy. Who else lives on a farm? Oh, uh, hang on. Uh, I'll just do my buzzer. <laughs> um, the answer uh, is Sean the Sheep. Oh, oh cool. we should have got that, should we? Yeah. Question number five. So Lucy, if you if you get this, obviously you're the winner. If if this Jenny, if you get this, then we're in a tiebreaker situation. Okay. Question number five. In Bagpuss, which musical instrument was played by Gabriel the Toad? Jenny, do you had it there? Banjo. It is indeed banjo. Oh. Whoop, whoop. I was going to say the mouse organ. Are you both ready? Yeah, I'm so, so this ready. is this is for the match. Okay. In Peppa Pig, who plays Mummy Pig? <laughs> Lucy. Oh. oh, I mean, there's nothing about Peppa Pig that I don't know, and it is the wonderful, the brilliant Morwenna Banks. It is Morwenna <gasps> Banks. Lucy, you are victorious. Whoop, whoop. on the phone now we have James Ross who was a competitor on Britain's Brainiest Kid yes yes that's right wow what a title Britain's Brainiest Kid now did you James turn out to be Britain's Brainiest Kid no unfortunately oh. not oh, no. you could say you're a brainy kid but not the brainiest brainy enough to get on the show yeah well yeah, yeah no sort of and I uh, you know there was um there were heats and then there was a grand final I did make it to the grand final so. oh well there we go not to be sniffed at <laughs> and in what year did this happen this was in 2002 and at what age were you at that point I was 11 oh you're still a miss oh, slip of a thing oh. to me but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know you're, all, you're a proper grown-up now so um, yeah. so how did you become one of not Britain's brainiest I'm not going to keep rubbing that in but uh, how did you become <laughs> one of Britain's brainiest kids what was the selection process like it was I'm not I can't quite remember it was I was my one of my teachers at school told me about it i don't know how they heard about it but they said oh here's an application form you should go in for this thing so uh i sent that off and there were some general knowledge questions and uh uh sort of you know asking questions about me uh and then i got a phone interview and that sort of thing and then they said oh yes we'd like you to be uh on this show so i went down to the studios and uh where was it? And I always like to know where they record these things. I'm a bit. Um, I think it was at um, Elstree. Oh, lovely um, Elstree! So, yeah. Yes, where they, I think, where they did um, "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" at that Ooh. time. All the so, greats, even the Chase, yeah. is uh, recorded yeah, at Elstree. So it's, uh, it's you were you were following in in great quizzing footsteps there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and the host Carol Vorders. It was Vorders, wasn't it? Yes, well, uh, Tess Daly did the heats, oh. and then it was Carol Vorderman in the final, so it was doubly starstruck. Wow, wow very nice. And who was yeah. nicest? 
<laughs> okay all right but they, well, they were both lovely i'm you're gonna basically they're both lovely one one day we'll have a guest who'll say they were all absolute bastards <laughs> but so, no borders borders and daily how could you go wrong really did, how could did you, you have to have a specialist subject or what would you say your specialist area I did. was so well it was funny i had to for the final we were uh supposed to have a specialist subject but we would only be asked on that if we got into the very last round like the top three which oh. i didn't manage to do uh and my specialist subject which i've always reflected on was a bit weird was the it was the life and works of socrates oh wow uh, which is you were yeah, 11. which I, I was well yeah i was quite lucky that i didn't actually make it to that <laughs> final because i'm not sure i would have done very well Do you know I as you were saying slightly talked into it as you were saying the subject i was thinking oh i'll find out what the subject is and then i'll come up with three questions and no, i'm now no, like no, okay. no but I, it was a uh, funny thing because part of the part of the reason why i had to do a little introduction at the beginning of the of this show and I was talking about how I was fascinated by Socrates partly because he famously didn't write anything down and everything we know about him or we think we know about him was you know comes through other people so life and works of Socrates (laughs) is a slightly weird sort of um uh, I want to do the, the, the novels of, of Emily not... Bronte. Would be wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> no, that perfect. And then it sort of worked out in, in the end quite well because even though I'd not, I was like I say, I was only eleven. Um, I then went on to study Latin and Greek a bit at school and went on to do a classics degree. Oh. Uh, so it kind of all worked out. But uh, You were just trying to justify what now. you'd said. You were just trying well, to yes, think, exactly. well, I better... Well, I better go and learn something about Socrates now. So. <laughs> because one day I'll be doing a podcast with two women and they might well... ask something about it and yet you've, oh, you've no, lucked out. Because well, yeah, we've, we've, we've struck out on that one anyway. But uh, And so who, who beat you then? Can you remember the... Uh... <sighs> I can actually. It was uh, it was a twelve year old because it was open to eleven and twelve year olds. So mm. it was someone a year older than me. Yes. Um called Christopher Garian, I think his name was. Where's he um, now? But and uh, but were, were you all friendly on the day? Because I'd imagine it must be quite weird with eleven and twelve year olds because you're kind of quite competitive at that age, aren't you? Yes. No. It was. I mean, everyone was was very nice, but there were. Yes, I think there were. I think it was interesting. There were some who were more happy just to have a, a good time and I think there were others that were more keen on doing really well and winning yeah, but, Christopher uh, yeah naming yeah. no names <laughs> naming no names but Christopher he wanted it I'm bad now, I'm now envisaging sort of helicopter parents who are yeah. you know hot housing their children were, to be was there yeah. any Britain's brainy well, I remember I mean it was quite funny because neither of my parents were actually available to take me to the filming of the heat so I ended oh. up with my grandparents oh. taking oh. me Oh, lovely. And, oh, you know, Charlie Bucket. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Bucket. I never thought of it like that, but Aww. yeah. And when they do the, um, there was one round in the heats where it was I was answering questions like it was a 67 second limit or whatever, and it was questions were being fired at me. And when they do that reaction shot to the member of the family in the audience, and it kept just I kept getting questions wrong, and it would, uh, on, and then when it went out, and it kept saying. My, my grandma just wincing every time I got her <laughs> A single tear runs down her cheek. <laughs> have you been inspired to do further quizzing? Well, I have very recently. So I, um, uh, like I said, I went, I, I did my degree and then uh, I went into teaching for a couple of years and then I uh, decided to go back to university last year and do a master's. Uh, and I 
was then part of uh, my university's university challenge. Oh, the mature student, eh? Yeah. Well, Not that really. game. Well, he's getting his own back on Christopher <laughs> for being a year older than him in yes. Britain's Brainer's Kid. That's it. You, you were now the one with the upper hand age-wise, weren't you? Exactly. Who are you representing, James? Uh, I was representing Manchester University. Yay, the best, uh, the best. Yeah. Um, and how did you get on? Well, um, oh, I don't know if I can tell you. Oh, it's, is it? It's oh, it's... Being, uh, oh, well, it, it's currently being broadcast. So, wow. Um, oh, but, well, oh. if you're a Manchester team coached by Stephen Pearson, then I'm assuming yeah. you've done rather well. Well, we should we, look... we did all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He said humbly. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more, though. Wow. Oh, well, that's brilliant. Well, hopefully this will be Britain's brainiest kid, Britain's brainiest student, and then you can be Britain's brainiest something else in, in a few years' time. That's, yes, uh... who knows? Well, what an absolute crackerjack of an episode that was. Indeed. I'd like to thank Jonathan for taking us through his memories of that uh, wonderful experience on Crackerjack. With the slightly disappointing pencil, yes. Yeah, how can you be disappointed with a pencil? I know, well, the blankety-blank checkbook and pen, I always wanted that, even mm. though it was uh, a disappointing a disappointing thing. And it was also lovely talking to Lisa about Ask the Family. She got yeah. to live my dream of being on Ask the Family. It's probably never going to happen now, because, again, my new family are no keener on doing it than my old family were, <laughs> so I'm destined never to quiz on Ask the Family. Put out a casting call. And... I could yeah, just... I, I, I would ditch hire my some, family. Yeah, hire some new family just members. Just have a new family. And we had Britain's brainiest kid, James. Yeah, what a title. I mean, it, the thing is, you just wonder if you can ever... Have you peaked Britain's brainiest yeah. kid? Yeah, and know? you can't really dine out on it that long because you're not going to be the, a kid for that long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Britain's brainiest kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that on your Tinder profile is... <laughs> not going to get you anywhere is it really but, uh, well I have had a lovely nostalgic trip back in time to childhood days you are better than me at kids tv quizzing I think that's You've the just thing we'll all take buzzer. away Jenny from the, I think the thing we'll all remember about this is that I beat you in a quiz let's, let's just leave it at that guys this is your winner uh, Lucy Porter signing off and, and loser Jenny Ryan there sitting weeping in the corner <laughs> uh, thank you very much for joining us once again on Fingers on Buzzers Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.